Welcome to Tech Trek. I'm Jenny, one of your hosts. That's and I'm... a lot. Can we start over? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Tech Trek. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jenny. And I'm the other co-host, Jeff. We're glad to be here with you guys. This is a big one for us, Jenny. This is our one-year anniversary episode. Yes, and also, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you guys. <laughs> so, it is not without purpose that we did... Uh, start our podcast on May the fourth. This kind of give a give the finger to the Star Wars crowd. That's right. Yeah. Even but, though I mean we know Star Wars people and yeah we like oh. them. They're they're nice people. Yeah. Some of my best friends are Star Wars people. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Bless their <laughs> hearts. <laughs> but we wanted to honor them, and I don't know. Maybe you could hear the air quotes in my voice. Um, <laughs> Today's those were episode... heavy. Those were heavy quotes too. That's like a block quote there, Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to honor the Star Wars people uh, by propping up Star Wars tech up against Star Trek tech, hmm. which is, you know, you know where we stand on this. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, if you're listening or have listened before, um, so we're just going to take a look at, you know, the different ships and modes of travel, as well as like weaponry and shielding, um, medicine and science, and there was a fourth thing. Computer systems. Computer systems. Uh, there's an ant on my desk. Ugh. All right. Sorry, little buddy. Anyway. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit, Jeff, what's your experience with Star Wars? How did you first get introduced? Gosh, I mean, Star Wars for me, my first introduction to it, I was... I was three years old, and um, my, dad, my, my dad wanted to watch Empire Strikes Back, so it was coming out in the theater, so oh, we we did. <laughs> Do you remember and, much from this? Uh, I don't. I, I don't remember a whole lot, except that the Imperial March has always been stuck in my head since that movie, you know, it's especially like when I'm, when I'm feeling like I need to walk somewhere with a purpose. Oh yeah, I definitely hear. I definitely hear that in my head versus any other type of song. <laughs> it it is um, a deliciously dramatic. Um, you know, if you had a you know a posse, somebody playing that while mm. you were walking, something. Yeah, that's. I found that that song works really good if you also have a cape. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not and then all. like not all of us do. Um, my some of my earliest memories. I mean, my my aunt had the laser disc versions of the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had to like flip them over halfway <laughs> through. I mean, that yeah. was. But I thought she was the coolest person in the world because she had these weren't VHS tapes; these were discs, and they were massive discs. 
Yeah. They're so awesome. <laughs> yeah. For the youngsters in the room, it's about, a, what is it, about a 12-inch uh, oh, yeah. 12 CD, inch, basically? Was, yeah, about a 12-inch CD. In well, it wasn't there. compact. <laughs> it was Gigantic. a 12-inch non-compact disc. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. What about you, Jenny? What's your uh, your earliest sort of introduction into Star Wars? Um, my parents took me to see it when I was, I think, seven years old, six years old, maybe, mm-hmm. at the drive-in. Okay. And I remember, like, being obsessed with it. Um, in particular, Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. I thought he was super cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then I saw... Empire Strikes Back when you were three. So <laughs> I don't know where that puts me. About ten, maybe. And I was like, this four, is a- Jenny. This four. That's four. all. Okay. <laughs> I, <don't care. laughs> um, I was old enough um, to remember the movie when I saw it and being very disappointed because it was a real bummer mm. of an ending. It was, man. That was a downer. Yeah. But um, Return of the Jedi was fun. I, I really, really liked the Ewoks. They were cute. Um, yeah, and those those glider things that the the stormtroopers flew, those are pretty sweet. I always oh, wanted yeah. to have those. <laughs> and Princess Leia, like, cha- being chased through the forest on those things, and that was, I was like, well, I loved her, of course. And um, sure. just, you know, really liked how, you know, sassy and in charge she was mm-hmm. and all those things. And um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I appreciated those movies. We had the Star Wars soundtrack on uh, vinyl. Oh, sweet. And my dad had, like, he is an audiophile, so he had all the components and the the turntable. And I was, I had to be very, I wasn't allowed to touch it. I had to hold the record by the sides, (laughs) you know. um, And, you know, so... I would love to put that on and listen to it and look at the pictures in the album. That, would, that would, would he um, actually let you put the needle on it, or did he have to control the needle? Well, it was auto, it was automatic. I had I wasn't allowed to put, oh, the, put okay. the um what's that thing called the, the the spindle and the needle across with the arm. Yeah, yeah. The the record arm I was not allowed to lift and place on the album. I had to. There was a little switch that you had to pull. Ooh, it, you had it, a fancy high five. I'm telling you, it was. <laughs> it it was um the best um because that's what my um my dad loves and if you were to visit his basement you would find a couple thousand vinyl albums in his basement plus a a beta max and a reel-to-reel tape player and (sighs) all those stuff yeah so he's a he's a tech junkie from way back that's who really where i get it from (laughs) that's so awesome (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think you know we both have that sort of that era star wars as as our the, you know the first original three mm-hmm. um as our introduction into that world or galaxy or universe whatever yeah. you want to call it um fan, fandom i think maybe too um so it, it's funny because they you know like they they had the run of the prequels that started in the late 90s um which were really long and i haven't really gotten much out of them and then they had the latest series that jj abrams jumped over from star trek into doing star wars Hmm. Mm -hmm. swings both ways yeah it's uh that that, that just causes suspicion you know (laughs) (laughs) wrinkling of the brow that kind of thing um i think 
I think overall we have, you know, we have nine films plus, well, plus the, the solo films that they did, you know, mm-hmm. like they had one and solo and a couple other intermediate ones in there. Uh, I see you with your reaction to a couple. <laughs> of those. Wasn't there also rogue stories or rogue, rogue rehab, rogue wars? Uh, Clone Wars. Well, no, there was Clone Wars. That was a cartoon, right? Yeah. But wasn't there a one where they were chasing the map down? It was a side story. Rogue One. That Rogue was the One. Point. Yeah. Yeah. That one, like like Empire Strikes Back, has a pretty bummer ending when the entire planet gets immolated by the Death Star. <laughs> I mean, though, how how many times have we seen them blow up a planet? Like, you know, you should expect that from a Death Star. It's I mean, in you the should. Game. You should. Um, it's it was funny. The difference there was they were the people were on the planet while it was happening, so you know that was kind of a. Weren't they on Alderaan too? Uh, well, there were people, but they didn't show them. And at the end of Rogue One, they show the. They oh. Show the, it's kind of a letdown, a little bit. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the Death Star for a minute. Okay. Uh, let's do it. Is it a ship? Like, is it like a Borg? Ah, so is this like a is this like the hot dog is a sandwich or is not a sandwich type of argument? <laughs> Don't start with me on that, Kirk. I swear, it's not a sandwich. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so is okay. is the Death Star a ship? I mean, it's a star though. Is a base more like? Is it more like a board cube or is it more like Deep Space Nine? Well, does it have its own? propulsion i don't or does know it just get towed out into space and built i don't know the answer to that i don't either but like i mean if you're gonna go destroying planets you probably need to move it has to be establishing an orbit right like it has to have something yeah. that's pulled to the magnetic center of the planet that it's orbiting right so wouldn't like, that like your mm-hmm. like your head or something <laughs> <laughs> like your head <laughs> My head is big, so I guess it could orbit that. Um, I I don't think that we could call it a ship. Okay. If it if it takes the name of a station, you know. Yeah. I think that we need to call it a battle station. Okay. You know, in true in in true, I guess keeping with the technology of it, right? Okay. So if- I'm I'm good with it being like a. Like a like a Star Wars analog to Deep Space Nine. Okay. Does that make sense to you? It does. I feel like it's more like a Borg. I mean, an attitude, a Borg cube. <laughs> well, but we don't know what uh, we we never saw how the Cardassians, you know, ultimately used it, <laughs> except for mining. That's but. true. That's true. <laughs> they could have used it like a Death Star. Hmm. Or like a death batleth star, because it kind of has that sort of batleth kind of shape to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'd say um, I'd say Borg and attitude. Um, <gasps> Wait I a like minute. That. Yeah. The de- I asked Master Google. Master uh, Google. Does okay. the Death Star move? And they say the Death Star has sublight and hyperdrive engines. The sublight engines are what allow it to move within star systems. So that's similar to the Borg cube where it can, like, it has its own private yeah. wormhole system. Yeah. <clears throat> Gosh, can you imagine that at, at like, light speed? Ugh. 
It's it's terrifying. <laughs> My goodness. Talk about displacement. My God. <laughs> wow. So it does move. That's yeah. um that's fascinating. I never knew that. Yeah, so uh it does move between star systems, although they never showed that in the movie. But it always uh, looked stationary, you know, just kinda like they they were building it all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this battle station is fully operational. Okay. But, <laughs> The thing about the Death Star that is, you know, a folly is that, like, something so complicated has got to have many, many weaknesses. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't feel like the, the board cube has those kind of weaknesses. I don't either. I, I felt like the board cube was pretty indestructible. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> to talk about Picard, for instance, I mean that yeah. I don't that cube is ancient and still and self repairing. Like mm. you know, that's it. Yeah, that's like, scarier you, than the Death that's Star. scarier than anything. Like you can hit it with a, the best weapon you've got, and guess what? Yeah, we'll just repair it. <laughs> right, and, and it's repaired. Okay, and, good. <laughs> yeah, get a little closer, and then you're one of us now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't get too close because. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Borg with attitude. Well, maybe Borg attitude, but maybe not as. I don't think it's as scary as the Borg. Right. Like, it's one thing to be annihilated, right? It's over at that point. Yeah. Another thing to get assimilated where you're. Which is the yeah. most horrifying experience. I think, in science fiction. Yeah, at least with Annihilation, it's over. You know? It's, yeah. It's done. One and done. Um, <laughs> assimilation, you're... Not only are you taken care of, but then you have to then be a part of that system of doing mm-hmm. that to other people as well, which is awful. Yeah. 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 I, I'd say I'd say overall, um, it's it's kind of like it, you know, it kind of wanted to be Borgish, but yeah. it, it's just not... It's it's not yeah. it's not it's not um it's not overwhelmingly evil enough to be Borgish. <laughs> right, right. Head to head, I think a Borg cube wins. Um, yeah. Also, it, the inter- interior of the Death Star. Do you get on the Death Star? Is that where the prisons are and stuff, or is that another ship? They were on multiple things because there were like prisons on the, the Star Destroyers and on the Death Star. Okay. Okay. Because everything, everything that's part of the Empire is like sleek and shiny and yeah. beautiful, uh, like Star Star Trek is. And then if you look at the Borg cube, it's um, it's dark and gross and uh, lots yeah. of hanging wires and stuff. So like, it's more like looking in the inside. It's more like the Millennium Falcon than anything <laughs> in Star Trek. Yeah, it's kind of got that malevolent kind of feel when you okay. look on the inside of it because there's like. Yeah, there's like moisture, unexplained moisture in the air. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> this cables everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um I agree totally on that one. So, I was I was thinking your first point was overall vibes, right? Oh yeah. Overall vibes of of Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yeah. Um so Star Trek to me 
always still fills, even with like the darker stuff. There's always there's always a feeling of like hope. Yeah. Yeah. If not hopeful pluck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I optim- agree. it's optimistic. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it feels like, yeah, things are bad, but but we're going to work together and we're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always get that feeling with Star Wars. No, uh, it's very the the people in the Star Wars universe tend to be very individualistic. Yeah, uh, it's more like um, Han Solo is more like a cowboy than a team <laughs> player. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want Han Solo on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah, he's a bit impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> although, although he does compare a bit to the captain of the ship in Picard, um, who it's what's Rios. his name? Yeah, Rios. But, Rios. Yeah, he's a bit of a Han Solo. But he's not Starfleet at that point. You know, That's he true. was he was in Starfleet, but he's not any longer. Yeah, he's got his own ship now. You know, <laughs> he's a private captain. <laughs> he's, he's a rogue. Yeah. One. He's a private captain. <laughs> captain for money. <laughs> <laughs> do what he wants you to do. Do what you want him to do. Or, or either one, really. At yeah, that point. he does what he wants to do. He does what he wants to do, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just felt like there's the overall vibe is very individualistic. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm just out here for me. Even like Luke, I just want to figure out who my dad is and who my mom is. Mm-hmm. There's not. And he's grumpy a lot, especially in the new ones. He's just mad, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he has every reason to be. Yeah, but still, you could get over it at some point and help people. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real Star Trek attitude you got there. Yeah. I, I'm right, right in line with, but... <laughs> like, grow um, up. Put on your big boy cloak. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, so just for a second, let's, let's take a look at... Um, kind of the vibe when you're looking at the Millennium Falcon in comparison okay. to Enterprise. Okay. Yep. I like that. Um, um, go for it. Well, you know, the, they, they refer to the Millennium Falcon as a bucket of bolts at one point. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's Han and R2-D2 and Chewbacca, like, banging on stuff and plugging themselves yeah. in. And, like, I, like, I, I've repeatedly seen, like, scenes where Chewbacca is just hitting parts of the ship with a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Yeah, and then poor R2-D2 is like, you know, he's kind of, I, I would think the comparison is to Scotty, right? He's like putting himself like in a great risk to plug this into that. Yeah. Here, uh, let me, let me guys, guys, give me a second here. Just give me some space. I'm going to plug these cables in and things should work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get, yeah. That, you get that kind of vibe in like Star Trek four when they're on the Klingon bird of prey, right? And that thing's a bucket of bolts too. I think it's a bucket of bolts, but it's not the enterprise. And there's that, that's that reverence that they have for the enterprise as their home versus yeah. the Millennium Falcon. I mean, didn't, Han win it by cheating. Yeah. Lando Calrissian. So like it's not even like it's not really home. It's sort of like he cheated and it's picked spoiled. up the ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I don't that, feel like that's home. And I don't think like I don't think that they have the same um 
I mean, for all that R2-D2 can do, he's not Scotty. True. But he has got a cute accent like Scotty. That's true. <laughs> he has a little bit of pluck to him, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Also, I, and speaking of that, like, the Universal Translator on Star Trek, everybody is just speaking the common language, which is English, because that's where the show's viewing from. But, like, people in Star Wars, one person speaks English and the other one responds in robot or falcon yeah. or whatever, <laughs> Wookiee. Uh, or, or they have to have C-3PO interpret for him. Yeah. Which seems to go awry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's naive, so he doesn't always get the message. He's the butler bot. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah. you know, he and Data have share some fussiness factors. They do. You're right. There is a there is sort of a common fussiness about I like the word fussy. Yeah. Describing them both. That's a good that's a good analogy, Jenny. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit prim. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, the one comparison that I think I could that I could definitely go with is that I could say Worf and uh, Chewbacca are pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah, I would say an attitude, an attitude. And I think Worf would really like that, that like crossbow blaster that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I could see Worf getting down with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so travel ships, you know, I think um, one of the things, Jenny, that that it's always stuck out to me, Millennium Falcon versus Enterprise, right? Mm-hmm. I could count on, the, on like, maybe two fingers. I'm challenging myself here. <laughs> the, number, the number of times that the Enterprise didn't, like, didn't get the job done. Right. You know, like, in terms of, like, getting out of the system or getting to a system to help people or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it seems like it seems like the Millennium Falcon is always it's it's like it it's like it's always like that escalator at the airport that's that's roped off because it's being worked on, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just it's like okay, let's let's uh let's cross our fingers and toes, knock on wood, <laughs> got the garlic hanging around your neck. Great. Okay, let's try to engage the hyperdrive now. Ready? Yeah. Oh, it didn't work. And speaking of hyperdrive, I mean that is light speed. And if if I recall correctly, warp warp speed, like warp three, is three times the speed of light, right? Yeah, yeah. So like in a race, um, any any warp drive engine on the ship is gonna cream anything, even the Death Star in a race. Especially if you consider the 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 problematic um, Han Solo phrase of winning the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Yeah. <laughs> Because parsecs is distance and not exactly speed or time, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel for me like Enterprise versus Millennium Falcon. I'm a I'm I'm wholly Enterprise. Any iteration of the Enterprise, actually, I think. Yeah. Because um, well, you know, there's so many different versions of it throughout the history of Star Trek too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're all just this gracious ship like they all have this they don't refer to it as a bucket of bolts they refer to it as the lady or yeah (laughs) you know or their home or you know there's this this reverence to that ship that they all have yeah and and if you look at the control systems i mean all of the guts of the millennium falcon are exposed (laughs) all um, the time too all (laughs) the time and 
and the controls are like pulling a lever or pressing a lever or hitting all these switches and punching buttons and stuff. It's really more like an old fashioned car or than it is like um, something futuristic. It's very yeah. like or like grease running a factory. Monkey. Like yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's like for the grease monkeys, like the mm. people that like to soup up their cars or hot, you know, like get in there and uh, you know wrench on things and change their own oil and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that is appealing to maybe, I don't know, people who are like, like mechanics, like, like auto mechanics. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, it really has that sort of clanking around in a garage and whenever they like in Mandalorian, when he drops his ship off to Amy Sedaris um, is like, you know, she's covered in grease, wearing overalls, you know, yeah. Yeah. Crusty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, but no, you're not going to get anything past her. Uh-uh. And, uh, like... I think, I think there's one place, there's one one place where Star Wars, the Millennium Falcon, wins over Star Trek, though. Okay. And that's when there is damage to the ship. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see rocks falling from the ceilings like I do in Star Trek. <laughs> so yeah. Sure, there's gas and cables and that kind of stuff, but I don't, see, I don't see the rocks and <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And dust. <laughs> like the debris doesn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are they storing, you know, anthropological stuff above the bridge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? A T Rex bone? I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think I think that's a good I like that. I like that where where we went with travel and ships. Wanna yeah. talk about weapons and shields? Sure. Um well, we got the uh, we've got the blaster versus yep. phaser, right? Yep, yep. Those are and, pretty. Those are pretty similar. I feel. Well, I don't know. Um, They're both like a phased energy. Are they? I kind of feel like they are. Uh, yeah, intense plasma energy. Often mistaken as lasers. Um, Energy-rich gas to glowing particle beam that can melt through targets. Okay, that's a little bit sinister. That's from the Wikipedia. Ooh, Wikipedia. Thanks, yeah. guys. That's yeah. That's a good. That's a good site there, Jenny. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel. Well, phasers. So, is phasers it plasma? We... No, it's a it's a phased it's a phased laser frequency. Okay. So we we had our phaser show yep. a while back. And, you know, we talked about, like, phasers had so many other uses besides just being a weapon, too. Right, right. It's sort of a um, multi-tool. Okay. Like a, yeah, it's like the, what's that, the Gerber? <laughs> the Gerber multi-tool that they have out there where it's like, it you know, folds oh, out. It's like yeah. pliers, you know. Yeah. I didn't know like, it had a name. It's cooler than a Swiss Army knife, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's more. <laughs> it doesn't have the corkscrew, for example, or the right. nail file. <laughs> right. It's got wire cutters though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I think that the phaser has maybe a broader use than the blaster does. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so uh, blasters converted energy-rich gas to a glowing particle beam that can melt through targets. Energy rich, like, is that gasoline that they're talking about? Energy yeah, that's rich. Got me, that's got me puzzled. Um, hmm. 
Like, do you have to take it to the filling station to recharge it? (laughs) I mean, like, it's so, like, I don't know. It seems seems so, like, steampunk almost. Yeah. It's not steam, it's gas. (laughs) (laughs) Gas punks. It's like I have to, sorry guys, I can't go to the battle yet. I got to stop by the, the gas station on my way. Uh, on my way there. So can you postpone the battle to start for another five, ten minutes or so? <laughs> Give me time right. to go to the cookie lube and get it checked out. <laughs> you got to get an oil change before you start to use it. <laughs> well, think, you know, you change your own oil if, you got, if you're worth your salt, Jeff. If you're worth your salt, change your own oil every 3,000 miles or 5,000, depending on the life of your engine. Thank you very right, much. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks, Dad. Uh <laughs> I uh, just started diving into the Wikipedia. Um, again, they do. You they found do, that site. Good. Yeah, it. Uh, they do have um, stun to kill settings. I didn't know that. I've never seen anybody stun anybody with a blast. I've, I've only just seen blast. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Han, you know, was adjusting the intensity of his blaster as he would go to to aim it at someone. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some could cause bleeding instead of burning, or could do both, with the explosive force causing other damage around the wound. Okay. Despite their blazing concussive blasts, those ranged energized particle weapons could be countered by magnetic seals or deflector shields. So the blade of a lightsaber could also deflect incoming blaster bolts. Now that I remember seeing. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, that seems okay. like some next-level ninja bullshit to me, but... Yeah, well, you know, that's part of what I had with my conclusions part that I wanted to talk about. Okay. I guess we can talk about with weapons and shields, too. Um, the lightsaber, right? Yeah. The blaster seemed like, yeah, you could probably, like, any old guy off the street could probably grab a blaster somewhere. Yeah. But it seemed like the lightsaber was pretty elitist. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but... <laughs> you had to be a, a Jedi, right? I mean, that's yeah. it. Yeah. End the story. Be a Jedi Knight, you know. I don't know. Oh. I, I just, uh, I just my my uh, my Scottishness is is resisting the you know the English sort of feel of that. Oh, let's knight them, and then they can have a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like something the English would do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like blaster bolts, they had different color bolts. So red yeah. was the common one was made from cheaper gas. So uh, uh, I just like, still don't know what like gas. The eighty-seven octane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the regular unleaded versus super versus premium. <laughs> yeah. They convert the gas from that bar uh, that Han meets up with the other guy. The oh, with Greedo. Yeah. Greedo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the French fryer gas. Um, <laughs> it's biodiesel. <laughs> Oh. Hey guys, uh, just hold on. I gotta let my glow plugs warm up first before I can use my blaster. <laughs> so, uh, the... let it get too cold, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll so you just get... seize right up on you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. I'm just having fun with this one. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know what the gas is, and I don't know what cheaper gas is. All I can think of is French fry oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it probably smells like old french fries when you oh. shoot people <laughs> oh my gosh That's and then perfect. your wound your wound is like hmm that that sounds that sounds kind of good 
I mean, I hurt like crazy, but my shoulder is like, you know, a little caramelized. Dip that in a little uh, aioli and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the different colors, like the cheap, the cheaper ones were like Confederacy of Independent Systems, Rebel Alliance, and the Galactic Empire. They were using the cheap ones. Yeah. Um, and the First Order, whatever that is. Um, that's, that's, blue... the, that's the that's the new folks that from oh. the the latest the oh. latest movies, the First Order, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, the blue was used by Galactic Republic and the Resistance, and green was used by Naboo Security. Naboo. Naboo. And yeah. yellow Mandalorians used yellow. So. Oh. Okay. All right. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, who cares? Do you need to know? No. Thanks for a colorful battle, I guess. I mean, it's pretty, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's done visually stunning on screen. So would you rather have a blaster or a phaser? A phaser. Um, because to me, it feels like the phaser still wins. Yeah, it's way, way more. Gas station. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems I, I it's much more sophisticated. And I never read about blaster arrays versus we have phaser arrays in Star Trek. True. I'm just, this is going to drive me crazy. What kind of gas does <laughs> the blaster use? So we have, we have the blaster versus phaser. We have the lightsaber. Star Trek had the photon torpedo and the quantum torpedo, which I didn't see any type of comparison to in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, they just shot things with their blasters that were made out of gas. Yeah. Um, okay, just, let's just talk for a second about what the gas is. Okay, Jenny has found the gas explanation, folks. This is, <laughs> this is Look, big I, stuff here. I'm a gas aficionado, so. Uh, it's chemically enhanced fluid that was used in blasters. Uh, emitting okay. the gas through several chambers in the blaster converted the gas into a particle beam. There were six. There were hundreds of different types of blaster gas and yo, geez, like. Oh my goodness! Why? Why? Why do you need hundreds of different types? <laughs> the six most common. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't fill my blaster up. That's not right. Kind of. Like, <laughs> the six most common types are eliton, orveth, prothium, sig, skevon, and tholium. It's many different chemicals and materials. Blah de blah. Uh, on remote and barren worlds like Tatooine. Where blaster gas was in short supply, the people were forced to rely on more primitive forms of defensive weaponry, so stakes and things, you know, stealing like crude, like crude oil, <laughs> yeah, black mar- market stuff. Um, so, the, an example of a company, uh, the Blethern Gas Industry, who harvested gas from many planets, such as gas giants, planets of Bespin, Yavin, and Talaron. I still don't know what it is, but it's 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 a unnecessarily complicated array of gas. So I think that goes to part of my problem that I have mm-hmm. just in general with Star Wars at times. And, and I know I'm not trying to be just negative on Star Wars because there's stuff about Star Wars that I like a lot. But why go to such extreme complication on something that's no, it's not like a it's like the major part of why someone would watch Star Wars. Yeah. Other than it's it's you know, it has a rowdy Wild West or, you know, twenties gangsters 
kind of style. It's not about order. It's about it's about disorder. I'm sorry, my cat wants out. Please it's hold. About, it's about chaos. Yep. Yeah, yeah, chaos. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. That's fine. Otherwise, he's scratching at the door. Anyway, yeah. So they like they like the chaos. They like the wild west sort of like uh, everyone for themselves kind of thing, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier, sort of individualistic. Yeah. Okay, um, but I don't think that any of those beat how good the deflector shields were in Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, those things could take a beating, and they could route energy from all over, you know, all the other systems in the ship to, to help bolster the deflector shields. And um, it seemed like when you, when you lost your shielding, you were done. Like, there was no, there was, you, you had to, like, duck and cover at that point. Yeah, well, they did have deflector shields. Yeah. But you could take them down really easily, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or just, or just fly through the hole <laughs> wherever that was. <laughs> yeah. Now they don't have a ray phaser or shield arrays. They have ray shields. <laughs> so scattered ray, ray shields. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So I think it's pretty much like the shielding. They just, I feel like in Star Trek, it's like shields at 70%. Um, those kind of discussions didn't really happen. It was like you had shields and then you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, it's like a power outage. We have power or yeah. we don't have power. <laughs> right, there's no sort of in-between stage. They have rolling brownouts. and. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Star Trek shields are a little more dependable. I feel that way too. Um, and I feel like, like I said, you have a little bit of like, hey, I noticed that our shields need to be strengthened. Let's route some power from this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, they had a little bit more time to plan for stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right. boy. Yeah. You want to talk computers next? Sure. I I don't feel like there are a lot of computers. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, like, you have androids, which are clearly machines, you know. yeah. And there's, like, hologram stuff. Yeah. But I don't see a lot of computer systems. I'm trying to think about it. Like, there's your sh- your ship controls, but mainly, like, levers and switches and stuff. Yeah, they're, like, relays and, and circuits and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Although, when they're in those little fighter things to go get the Death Star um, G-spot or whatever to blow it up. Um, the X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. They had... <laughs> They had a um, <laughs> they had a uh, like a, a readout radar thing. They did. It was radar, but it was like a it was like a three D radar kind of deal, right? Yeah, but it was all like wireframed. It wasn't like oh yeah, it was it was the it was the the flower of whatever a long long time ago in a galaxy far away technology. Hmm. Maybe that's the key. I, I I've been feeling that as I've been thinking about the computer differences, right? Yeah. Star Wars is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, and Star Trek is very much the future. Yeah. 
you know? And rooted in, in Earth. Yeah. You know, or... Yeah. But uh, it's not, like, Star Wars is just not anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> and there something. you have it. There's our, there's our poll quote for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> On this week's Tech Trek, Star Wars is not really anything. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by that, of course, I, I'm kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's not of anything that's connected to who we are today. Okay, got it. It's it doesn't have a connection to us. Right. Okay. And, and it's supposedly in the past um somewhere far away, completely, you know, imagined universe, yeah. which I I guess that's, you know, it doesn't have the convenience of of a starting out place where it's familiar to people okay um like if you think of the beginning of star wars and you're on a desert with three moons like or suns yep uh you're immediately like okay i'm not anywhere i've ever been before yeah this isn't earth for sure yeah Yeah. but you still have like whiny teenagers (laughs) dad he's the worst yeah yeah, he's such I, such a moody little bitch. I'm sorry, you know. That's okay. I think I think, and this is a, a maybe a good spot for a, a quick or two. Uh, oh, a quick what? I'm sorry, you cut out. Uh, yeah, I saw that. A quick interlude for a second here. Um, <laughs> maybe we can link to this in the show notes. Uh, I'll I'll get the links over to you if you don't already have them. But okay. bad lip reading. The channel on YouTube <laughs> has some amazing star wars songs that are taken like they've they've like made their own songs based <laughs> on star wars movies and they, oh. they they take scenes from the movies and that kind of stuff and but he's like written this original music for it mm-hmm. and one of them is you know like it's luke it's called bushes of love is the name of the song and it's it's about it's when you first skywalker and and it's him and obi-wan kenobi and all this kind of stuff and if you haven't seen it, Jenny, watch it today. I'll send you the link. You got to see it today. Okay. And, and I'll and I'll shoot you the links to the other ones too. We can put them in the show notes. <laughs> They're really funny. Okay. <laughs> pop culture. That's your pop culture report from Jeff Kirk. Yeah, pop culture corner. That's right. <laughs> got my ears to the ground and my nose to the air and my shoulder to the grindstone and I don't know. Your, your head's on a swivel. That's right. My head's on a swivel, and I'm holding a trident. And <laughs> <laughs> near a real mess. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, but I, you know, I think about the like, I where we're going with the discussion there with the Star Wars versus Star Trek and the computers. It, it maybe there is a to their credit, they're not dependent on computer systems. Yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, whereas in Star Trek, I mean, they can't do anything without the computer. <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah it seems like there's a there's a high dependence on it there um well i mean and and for that dependence you get a lot more success i think true true like it's it's um you know it becomes sort of ai it Uh, does um and, and you know and we've talked a little bit about how the computer's 
in general have helped with some things too. Like um, you couldn't probably do transporters without computers. Yeah. And there is there is no equivalent of of transporting in Star Wars. No, there's not. It's you take a ship pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was on purpose. That's a good call. It might be. Um, I, I I I would I would venture to say that it is based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is, so I agree. Is Star Wars the anti Star Trek? Like as a you know opposite world. Star Trek set in the future. This is in the past. Lots of computers. Yeah. No computers. You know, sleek. Very sleek and, and organized versus chaotic and 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 rugged. Sort of strung together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Threadbare a little bit yeah. at times. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good reaction. Um, I wonder to like, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of the organization in Star Wars is the bad guy. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing that's flipped on its head. Yeah. So, so really, George Lucas uh, invented a world that was just opposite Star Trek. I mean, they were they were standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would think that for for me overall, (laughs) maybe this is going to be a new segment for us. There's also the like really Star Trek. sort of an idea of like how predictive some of their technology was you know like yeah. we have we've talked a little bit about communicator tricorders and that sort of thing but it seems like everything that we've seen in star trek we've aspired to make now yeah <laughs> whereas i don't i don't see anyone building a millennium falcon in their backyard <laughs> no <laughs> no but i think people have tried to to make lightsabers I've seen I've seen people trying to make lightsabers. I'll be worried when someone makes a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so they're so easy to break, I don't know. Well, we just have to get a couple of fighters and, you know, fly through the hole and, and <laughs> blow it up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you're faster than it, you're going to get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they shake their fist. Oh, they got away again. Oh. <laughs> Let's build another one. <laughs> Man, I guess we'll build another in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it won't get taken down this time. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't <laughs> those, mock. <laughs> those darn kids. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something to be said about Scooby-Doo. It has lasted the test of time. It has. It has. It is a it is a longevity thing with Scooby Doo. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so conclusion you got some conclusions for us? As it besides it being sort of the anti response to Star Trek. Yeah, I you know, I never really thought about it that much before. Um but yeah, it's it's sort of you know, let's just do the opposite and see what happens. And yeah. it, it it resulted in fairly decent first three movies. A pretty horrible prequel. Um, and then I cannot get through the new movies. Like I, Rogue One, no. The mm-hmm. I, I fell asleep during the second one. I think, and then I we haven't even watched the third one yet. Although, The Mandalorian. Uh, before we go into conclusions, I want to talk about cuteness factor. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of it in Star Wars. True. Uh, 
you have the Ewoks, you have Baby Yoda, um, and I can't think of any other ones. But that's more than like Star Wars. Star Trek doesn't aspire to. No, you're well, right. It doesn't. It doesn't have tribbles. a cuteness. In it. There's tribbles, but they're also a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like there is no um, alien I can think of that they ran into that was quite as adorable as anything in Star Wars. Well, and even even the droids in Star Wars were kind of cute. Yeah. As well. Like BB-8 is definitely cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R2D2 is adorable. Oh, he's the best. I built an R2D2 out of Legos yesterday. It was, you know, that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I agree with you there. And and I, you know, and that's that's a little bit of genius too. Like not only endear uh, children to your story, but then also merchandising. Merchandising, big time. <laughs> yeah. I do think the Star Wars wins in the merchandising battle. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty for much sure. pretty much hands down, no no comparison, no no even contest with that one for yeah. sure. Yeah, I yeah. I am so enchanted by Baby Yoda. I, like I just let go of every every complaint I've ever had about Star Wars to watch The Mandalorian. I uh, is just... it is it more palatable in that sort of format like a tv show versus a movie it might be although yeah it seems like the last the last three movies and the prequels were just long and boring just so long yeah like for no reason (laughs) yeah like like they're trying to be peter jackson lord of the rings versus in hobbit long which they didn't have to be i don't think right yeah they're a bit gratuitous as far as that goes but then again i'm not a super fan so maybe i don't know like um uh, maybe people love jar jar binks uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they did i don't think anyone did but that's that's cool for you to say that <laughs> <laughs> well uh, and there's a there's a video somebody made an animation of george lucas firing jar jar binks and it's it's <laughs> it's i'll i'll share that with you guys it's, okay it's, it's that's delightful cool. That's cool. So I think, yeah, I think conclusions: Star Wars wins in the cuteness factor and the merchandising factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know think... Star Trek. Star Trek to me though is like, especially for Tech Trek. Yeah. I think the technology sets Star Trek apart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 I don't think that I ever saw much that had to do with medical in Star Wars. Thank you, because I was like, let's not forget to talk about that. Yeah. I don't see anybody getting healed. Maybe the first aid kit. <laughs> Which is like field medicine, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, they're let, just let wrapping me, it in. in yeah, gauze. let me slap a bandage on it and some gauze and, you know, some tape and march you back out there. Yeah. There is no medicine. Mm-mm. And no research either. Like, McCoy yeah. was researching stuff. Yeah. He was always researching stuff. I saw a meme this week that I thought would be appropriate to talk about on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're still in the pandemic sort of uh, just time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it said if if McCoy was alive now, he would have already found an antidote and used it on himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a test, yeah. you know, to make sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And this this type of pandemic would just wipe out people oh, in yeah. star wars yeah i mean yeah there's no no doctors 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the, the, the Jedi, like, do they have healing? Can they heal? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Luke Skywalker lost his hand. Right? And he, he never did. got it back. <laughs> no, but he went to a mechanic and had one built, you know, like. Yeah, they had a prosthesis put on. <laughs> and the mechanic was a droid, so it wasn't even a, like, a person. Right. It was just a, a machine that was told what to do. Okay. There is force healing. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, but again, you have to be a Jedi to do it. Uh, it's a power used by the force to accelerate the natural healing processes rapidly and can be used to heal the most fatal of wounds and injuries. Yeah, okay. Then it, didn't a book. Work, it didn't work for Darth Vader, who was a master of the force. Well... Yeah, I guess. But he didn't look got... he didn't look for healing. He looked for machinery to solve that's true. his it, that's true. You're right. Ailments. I'll, I'll give you that. So they didn't have time to find a Jedi to get healed. They just rebuilt <laughs> They know. just went down to the mechanic shop. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh I need a new torso. Can you put one of those together for me? Thanks. <laughs> Sir, you're not a car and <laughs> you're... And while you're at it, give me a oil change and uh, let's <laughs> get those struts too. Let's make sure that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you know just looking at the wikipedia article i mean it's like oh this is sorry about the mess is the first thing you read uh, <clears throat> so i don't know i i never saw anybody be healed i didn't either and and i didn't see the research aspect you know like, of star trek where yeah. medical teams were researching ways to get rid of disease that could wipe out and finding ways to help people that hadn't had access to being helped before and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Although it does say that, that Obi-Wan Kenobi healed Luke Skywalker after the run-in with the Tusken Raiders on Tatooine. So yeah. maybe it's just so, it's so nonchalant. I mean, the only times I've seen it was that and the mechanic rebuilding, you know, or building Luke an arm. Yeah. To have at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Again, that bummer ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got robotics nailed down, but they, they, and, you know, and then biomechanics, I guess. Yeah. But it, was, it seemed more like haphazard than anything structured, standardized, or shared knowledge. Yeah, and the, I agree. So. It's and then again, if you back could, to that sort of individualistic kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, with the, with the Jedi kind of be along the same lines of sort of uh, the Vulcans, would you say? Oh, yeah. I see the comparison for sure. Yeah. I don't think the Vulcans had too much of the, like, the telekinesis kind of thing, but... <laughs> yeah. But I, I can see where you're going with that. Uh, All right. I don't know. It's, it's Star Wars exhausts me. I Yeah. It's, 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 it's overly complicated to me, it seems, and... And just there's so much there's so much just stuff <laughs> to have to go through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I oh, like the, the original three. I like the original three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shared, I've started having the kids watch them with me. I uh, I haven't had them watch the recent ones. I watched I watched the solo movie, the Han Solo sort of biopic <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> that they did. Um, I thought that was good mm-hmm. 
I didn't like that they put people in that you recognize from other stories. You know, like uh, who's it? The actress Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones is in the Han Solo movie, mm. and she she ultimately ends up not being the character that you'd think that she'd be, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know it's kind of. Meh. I don't know. You could look at some Star Trek movies and say the same about it. Oh, for sure. Disappointing. <laughs> Star Trek Five come to mind for anyone? Yeah. Any of the <laughs> Next Generation movies, I just was like, this is bad. I mean, I, I would say except for like First Contact. Yeah. First, pretty good. Yeah. That yeah. So okay. Well, is it time for a cookie break then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for a cookie break. Alrighty. Uh. Want to do a? Do you want to have a a cookie that's a Yoda cookie versus a Ferengi cookie? Uh, was it was it Yoda or was it Java? Oh, that's uh, the no, no, no. Yes, uh, Yoda. Um, I don't know. I'm a uh, I'm Ferengi all the way, Jeff. I'll, I'll you go with the Ferengi one. I'll give you. I'll I'll do a Yoda cookie. That's okay, that sounds great. <laughs> Wesley, do you have our cookies ready for us? <laughs> Gave you enough time here. We also know that they're going to be fortune cookies. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll let the guest content go first. Uh yeah. So here's one. Uh-huh. Again, this is uh, this is Yoda, right? Arduous is discovering oneself going on the greatest exploration it is. Oh, God. <laughs> so, it's hard to find yourself, but it's the greatest journey? I guess, I guess it's the greatest journey, but it's also really hard. The greatest love of all is <laughs> happening to me right now. <laughs> Yeah, see, again, that's that stuff, right? That's the, that's that sort of, it's so, just, it's just so much stuff to have to go through. Well, it's, it's, the greatest journey is self-discovery. This is the individualistic thing born out, right? Like, yep. Um, it's not about creating community across the galaxy or. Mm-mm. It's um, about discovering yourself. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so individualistic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, let's celebrate. Uh, how hard it is for you to discover who you are. Yeah, it's worth it. Because you are the most important thing. <laughs> and it, it does, it harkens to the greatest love of all. By yeah, and then you can, when you find it, you can post it on your Instagram and look totally awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does, it bears to mind. Um, so, allow me to, because the greatest love of all is happening to me I found the greatest love all inside of me. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. Easy to achieve. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Oh. So, wow. I, I didn't know that, you know, Whitney Houston was a Jedi. Well, I mean, it figures. <laughs> it figures that she is. Yeah. Uh. R.I.P. She's standing. Hmm. She's standing behind me in hologram form, nodding and smiling right now. So. Well, of course she is. That was... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, especially when you uh, have. Time for it. Yeah. 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 So speaking of Whitney Houston, just for a quick derailment second. Okay. Um, 
Amanda, my beautiful wife, uh, wanted to watch The Bodyguard this week. I love that movie. I hate Kevin Costner, but I love I love Whitney Houston. That movie was delightful. So, so that was on that was on rotation at our house this week. Nice, uh, nice. That's a good movie, if I recall. I was surprised by how good it was. I was surprised with how well it turned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given the star power that was in it, sometimes yeah. sometimes that doesn't equate to the greatest movie. <laughs> no, no, but she was a darling. Beautiful. She was pretty great in that, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. So there was my Yoda cookie. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think much else needs to be said about that. <laughs> no. No. And, you know, this is probably deeply meaningful to a lot of folks. Um Sure. But I, I, but I'll that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's it just seems like a new age uh, mumbo jumbo. Yeah, especially in the way that the syntax of that sentence is. Yeah. You have to like it's hard enough to understand what you're saying, Yoda. Can I just call that the greatest journey? As I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's just untangling the mess of linguistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the most arduous <laughs> struggle. All right. We got right, a freaky well, one for us. Yeah, yeah. Mine says, uh, "People love the bartender." Hmm. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know why that's a rule of acquisition. Um. Other well, than... but, but I can think of it like if you're trying to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Do something that you're going to be guaranteed to have repeat. Uh, that's Cork being the bartender of Cork's barring. Yeah, he doesn't have to be the bartender. No. He can just run the place, right? But he's there every night behind that bar, giving more in his drink. Yeah. Well, drinks. <laughs> I would say Morn loves the bartender. <laughs> I definitely think Morn loves the bartender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But talk about universal truth right there. It's true, right? Yeah. And, you know, and you think just to, in these times right now, when we are in Ohio and our governor has allowed uh, people to now, to uh, restaurants to sell carry out drinks, alcoholic drinks, adult beverages and such. Yep. And, you know, people just sort of melted at this. Oh, they did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's when a place in time where people started to just love Mike DeWine like and I mean his name even has wine in it he is right. our he is our bartender <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, true he's I, the he's he's Ohio's bartender <laughs> yeah yeah and I'll tell you what I wouldn't I didn't vote for him um he's he's not of my party and that's okay uh but he has been a steady hand at the helm and yeah, also- I I agree and and we don't normally we don't normally do politics on here mm-hmm. but I didn't vote for him um, I, I vote my conscience mm. every time I'm not, I'm not registered in a party. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I respect the job that has been, that has been going on. Like it yeah. has been, you said the steady hand and that is, that is like, uh, that is for sure what I see. And, I, and it goes back to like, even what the spirit of the show, right? Um, yeah. I think, I think we see that, that steady hand, um, in just the crafting of the stories and 
and even though they're handled at times, there's that steady hand. It's not it's not reckless in there. So yeah, and the and the thing totally is that like it, it's a very Star Trek approach. It's science based. Yeah. It's um it's humane. It's uh you know it's it's about the the good of the many. Yep. Uh, outweighing the good of the few or the one. Um, yep. It's, yep. I completely agree. So I, I, yeah, it's so nice to have a, anyway, a leader in charge that is. Um, Everyone about, loves the bartender. Is yeah. that true at your house? Like, I at my house, I'm the bartender most of the time. Yeah, everybody loves <laughs> <in> your house. <laughs> I think I get, I think I get some love for being the bartender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the bartender is, you know, you're, you know, you need a shoulder to cry on. They're there to like clean the glass with a towel and lean in and listen to yeah. what you have to say and say poor man here's one on me you know or whatever because they have the power to like just have one on the house or yeah you know yeah. um <clears throat> so it's a it's a person of comfort for sure yeah and i you think could, we we talked about it a couple episodes ago too about like the the bartender is that is that sort of person who they're sitting there they're cleaning the glass with the towel and they're mm-hmm. just listening mm-hmm. you know they're getting paid no matter what so they're yeah. just listening <laughs> yep. Well, and you think about Guinan too. I mean, mm. she is, uh, you know, just everybody loves her, and you know, she's a source of real wisdom. So people, where would uh, where would Next Generation have been without Guinan? I know. It? it would have been a much sadder show. Yeah. 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 And then you know you don't really realize what a mysterious mysterious person she is until later in the in the run. Sure. So, all right. Same, same could be said about Obi Wan Kenobi, though. Although I think yeah. it's pretty obvious he was a mysterious guy out the gate. Yeah, I mean there wasn't much of a guess <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think as you know, kicking it back to Cork there, he doesn't have to be behind the bar, but he's there. And I give that to him as a little bit of credit, Jenny. I've you know I've 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 not been I've not been gracious at times in my my approach towards Deep Space Nine, but I do respect that uh, that he stays there behind the bar. Mm-hmm. He's there, you know. He's working every night. He's getting to know people. They know him. There's a trust factor. Um, even though he's trying to get as much money as he can, there's still a trust factor that he's there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can depend on the fact that Cork's going to be there. That's true. That's true. All right. Um, well, the last thing I can see that we need to talk about is this visit with good old Grandpa Klingon versus oh. versus Grandpa Jabba. Yeah, I. Uh, well, first of all, I, who would you that, rather have? Who would you rather have, Grandpa Klingon or Grandpa Jabba? Uh, or Jabba? Sorry to offend people. <laughs> well, my step Grandpa Jabba, I would trade for your Grandpa Klingon anytime. Okay. <laughs> I can get down with that. Um, yeah. I was speaking to Grandpa Klingon. Yeah. This week, and uh, he uh, he gave me this quote that I think I think this is pretty good with us here. So let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. It says, "Act and you shall have dinner. Think and you shall be dinner." Hunt or be hunted, I guess. <laughs> right? 
Act, like... act and you shall have dinner. Think and you shall be dinner. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't pull back on that one, does he? This time he's no. uh Grandpa was in a bad bad mood this week. I think I think the the pandemic and the quarantine is starting to get the cranky Klingon a little extra cranky this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of time to think now. He probably doesn't like that. Well, no, he doesn't like being in his head that much. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of action. Yeah. Well, I was on a Zoom call with step-grandpa Java this weekend. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, um, you know, I I could see the room behind him, and I was complaining about his, you know, having Han Solo up there frozen. <laughs> Yeah, and he said, "I will not give up my favorite decoration. I like Captain Solo where he is." And that's he also, very much a Java thing, isn't? That's a that is full Java. Yeah, and he also said that you will soon learn to appreciate me. So, um, huh. I feel like he's a little bit passive aggressive. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's the that's definitely the vibe I'm getting off of Java the Hut. Uh, I mean, you know, versus- he. he- he can be straight up aggressive, aggressive though too. I mean, let's be honest. The Grandpa Klingon is just aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we come to we come to expect that from Grandpa Klingon. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll maybe hear from Step Grandpa Jabba and money anytime soon. I would. Uh, I'd be scared if we did actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Grant. Uh, my grandma has a pipe, so, you know. True. <laughs> well, does that do it for us today? I think that yeah. wraps our discussion. Any, may, any, the, may the fourth be with everyone. Yeah. Or, you know, we could live long and prosper. I think I... I, I, I like, like that better. Well, <laughs> instead of be the fourth, it's really, it's really may the fourth be with you, Jeff. I don't know if you knew that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is may the, may the force be with you. I don't I don't understand. Well, especially if only a certain people can have the force. But everybody can be influenced by it. I guess. <laughs> Question like, mark. <laughs> I mean, it's it's straight out of like, like may may the Lord be with you. Yeah, the there's a, there's a correlation there. So is is the force God? I well no, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Like um, we were talking about this earlier. Maybe it might be good. I'm. This is a totally biased take. Oh, for sure it was. Yeah. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek. Um, I, you know, maybe next time uh, we can invite in a Star Wars friend to to counter some of our sneering. Okay, I think we should form a couple of, of points and have them have some counterpoints to it. Yeah, yeah, that might be good. All right. Um, but yeah, oh, great stories both. Uh, we, we figured out that Star Wars is maybe a, the anti-Star Trek. Um, and I think they win points for cuteness that Star Trek okay. can't win, for sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Shorty aside, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, guys, if you like what you heard today, thanks. Yeah. You know, we're not asking for stuff. 
Yes, we, we just, are. We want positive reinforcement. Well, okay. We want we want your if you liked it, let us know. Yeah. Drop drop us a note on the Facebook page or hit us up on an iTunes review. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a rating. We like those things. Those are nice to see. Um, we're gonna keep that Facebook page going. It's lots of fun. There's just fun stuff put up there all the time. That yeah. that captures our attitude towards a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so. uh, feel feel free to bring people in who think yeah. you might like it. Um, it's not For all sure. just the podcast stuff. It's also fun memes and and things like that. And um, it really is. Out there it's, a, for... it's a fun little yeah. It's a fun little just like hangout for mm-hmm. you need a quick laugh. <laughs> yeah. At any at any Star Trek expense, <laughs> I think it definitely <laughs> works there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I guess until the next time. Until the next time. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. I like that. Let's do it. (laughs) May the force be with you. Ah, no. (laughs) You're supposed to say, and also with you, Jeff. (laughs) And also with you, Jenny, I guess. (laughs) Okay. I feel dirty now. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye, folks. Bye. Tranquility, baby.